Welcome back to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swing. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, uh, Bill, and good morning, everybody. Today is the memorial of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, affectionately known as Mother Seton around these parts, where uh, where we uh, claim her as our own. Um, Father's going to reflect on the gospel today and, and also in, in, uh, also on uh, Mother Seton. The gospel according to St. John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and he, and he watched Jesus walk by. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard Jesus and sorry, who heard John and followed Jesus. He he first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas which is translated Peter, Father. Okay, folks. Well, what a, what a powerful feast day for us And because uh, Elizabeth Ann Seaton, she's a hometown girl. She's uh, actually, her tomb is about, you know, from my place, about two hours. If you live in the Montgomery County area or, you know, La Plata or this, it's probably eh, a little bit, maybe an hour and 45 minutes or so. It's near Mount St. Mary's. Beautiful place. And um, great place to make a, you know, go go skiing and go see uh, Elizabeth Ann Seton on the same day. Um, today's gospel, powerful. You know, we've got the first encounter with the apostles and Jesus, and they find our Lord and John the Baptist, you know, points him out and says, hey, this is the guy you should be following. They follow him. And then Jesus asks a question that I think in prayer we should all answer is he says, what are you looking for? And, um, you know, I think it's 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 a question that, helps us you know with our relationship with jesus christ like what what exactly are we looking for in life what are we looking for when we go to mass what are we looking for when we come in front of the tabernacle what are we looking for just in life in general what we look what's the purpose of our work and uh, the answer really is we want you lord we want a relationship we want we want to be with you we and um, i don't think they really knew what they were looking for and he says come and see so he takes them on like a one-day retreat and um we have no idea. It would have been awesome if John had recounted what was, you know, where he'd asked you, what, what did they talk about, you know, for a couple hours, you know, four or five hours, you know, in this house with Jesus. It must be an amazing conversation because they decided to leave everything and follow him. So how does that tie in with our feast? Well, Elizabeth Ann Seton, she kind of had a conversion. And a uh, little bit about her life. She was... Uh, Born August 28th, 1774, uh, just two years before the Declaration of Independence. And um, when she was 19, she married a very uh, well-to-do, handsome, wealthy businessman named William Seton. Uh, they had a wonderful life together. She truly loved her husband, and they had a beautiful marriage. And um, big business, made a lot of money, and then bam, everything went, went south. His business uh, just fell apart. He came down with ter- tuberculosis. They went to Europe to find a cure. He died, and she was left in Italy with five children and uh, a widow. She ended up staying with an Italian Catholic family that was friends with the 
with her husband's family. And um, she witnessed these Catholics in actions. And they used to have mass in the house. That was pretty uh, common back then because if you were wealthy, you could invite the priest. People used to have chapels in their house. And it was... And she just watched the devotion they had to the Eucharist. And during one of those masses, she had the grace to believe that the Eucharist was really Jesus. Remember, she was Episcopalian. I didn't say that. She was an Episcopalian. And um, she like read scripture, but she, of course they didn't believe that she had a problem with the real presence. And there were three basic things that had her convert. It was the real presence of the Eucharist, devotion to the Blessed Mother, and the conviction that the Catholic Church went back to the Apostles. And we see that in the gospel today where Jesus calls, changes Simon to Kephas, the rock, who would be, you know, the first pope. And that we're, our whole church is based on ap- apostolic, uh, uh, you know, church is on the apostles. It's apostolic. And so she converted to Catholicism in, uh, and uh, in 1805 and her family just basically disowned her. <laughs> so she, and, um, and then to support her children, she opened a school in Baltimore. And from the beginning, her group followed the lines of religious community. And um, so basically what happened is the bishop of um, the bishop of, of you know the area asked if she could really, you know, go forward with this and really work on a Catholic school. And she did, and she opened up one of the first Catholic schools in the United States of America. She also uh, started a religious order with other sisters, and little by little our Lord called her to religious life, and she became a nun. And uh and other women followed her. And, um, you know, so she, uh, really started to, um, you know, experience heroic sanctity. Um, she suffered great trials of sickness, misunderstanding. Um, she lost two of her daughters at a young age and, uh, and then she had a son who basically rejected the faith, which is very kind of consoling because a lot of families have like one or two kids that just completely reject the Catholic faith. And it's kind of consoling to know that a saint had that happen to her. I mean, she's in heaven and her one of her kids, like, you know, we don't know if he converted or not before he died in battle. It was just one of those strange things where, you know, she probably spent so much, offered all her sacrifice and, and headaches for her son. And, um, but it is consoling that this happens even in those holy families. Um, and so she died on January 4th, 1821 and became the first American born citizen to be beatified and then canonized in 1975, and what, as I said, she's buried in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Okay, um, so how do we look at her? Well, I think first is that Elizabeth Seen had no extraordinary gifts. She was not a mystic or stigmatic. She did not prophesy or speak in tongues, uh, but she had two great devotions, abandonment to the will of God and ardent love for the Blessed Sacrament. And I think we all can do that. Uh, that's what kept her faithful. And... Uh, she, you know, um, and she's, I think she said here, she wrote to a friend that um, she would prefer to exchange the world for a cave or a desert. And she says, but God has given me a great deal to do. And I've always, and hope always to prefer his will to every wish of my own, you know? So she, she abandoned to God's divine providence and that's why she's a saint. So Elizabeth Ann Seton, pray for us. God bless y'all.